Hello everyone and welcome to Club Preview here on Club Act 22, the Rangers podcast. I am your host Scott Carney. Um, I was never actually going to be a host of the show, I was going to let the, the boys take this one, but Ali's going to put me out a home over this week due to me having Wi-Fi worse than dial-up, so um, I decided I would step up this morning and take the host seat. So I want to introduce the team, Adam Pearson, good morning, wee bit bleary-eyed mate, a few beers last night. Yeah, I mean, Scotia went out for a few bevies last night. It was a good night, to be fair. I knew Scotia wouldn't appear on this pod today, so um, <laughs> I, a quiet one today and prepare myself for flag day on Sunday. Yeah. Ryan, how's it going, mate? Oh, good, mate. Good to see you all. Um, seeing Ali this morning because I've been me think I made the right decision of going to the pub last night, so <laughs> I put a price on freshness. <laughs> You can't. Well, I say I didn't even have a drink last night and I still feel like I have, but it's been one of those weeks and commitment, if not anything. Um, joining us from somewhere in Glasgow in a car is Jamie Lowe. Jamie, how's it going? <laughs> Good, mate. I uh, get the, the dog in the vets at the moment, so I uh, decided to, to dial in and, and join us. Um, good to see you, Ali. I'm, I'm hoping it was as good a, a night as last Saturday and he gave us a wee face thing. <laughs> It was eventful, to be honest. <laughs> sure, I'll hear. I go home in one piece, though, so that's decent. Yeah, sure hear all about it. So, yeah, it's a bit of a chaotic week. Um, obviously, the, we, we this is a, a free podcast, and the boys do this out of the goodness of their own heart and the love of doing it. So, it was one of those things last week. It couldn't have been controlled. Uh, I didn't realise how bad the Wi-Fi would be, etc., etc. So it was hard for me to um, to be able to do everything really. But I do thank the boys for for doing it for me. Um, at least we still brought you something. Based on that, obviously. Um, well, thank you to everybody for sticking with us, first of all. But based on the fact that the, the post-match video that we put up was only six minutes when it was actually 13 minutes long. Again, I've got no idea what happened there. I've still not been able to get to the bottom of what happened there. But we'll start with the, the league game. Um, so Rangers obviously were defeated by two goals to nil. Uh, the first game of the Europa League group stages. Um, Ali and Jamie, as I said, have brought you a kind of half reaction, if you like. Um, but it's been a couple of days on since... Since the result, so Ali, what's your, your thoughts on the game? Um, have you kind of calmed down a wee bit from it? Are you more upset about it? What's your thoughts? I was saying to Jamie and the car, both of us felt the same. It was. I, I wasn't angry with the result or anything. I wasn't annoyed with Rangers. I just thought we'd come up against a better team, to be honest. I thought we were schooled at points. I thought they are, I said that to Jamie and the car, they are very clever in terms of they had the referee in the back pocket the whole game. I mean, you've seen the one with Denier when he went down front of the linesman. I mean, that was shocking. But we need to get more streetwise in terms of European football because a lot of these teams do this to us and we don't do it back. But it, no complaints, to be honest. The better team won. We got caught two, two sloppy goals came from us, to be honest. Both kind of Ryan Kent, if you want to say. Second one especially. But, yeah. You'll get punished at this level and we get punished. And to be honest, I think Raiders could have played all night and we probably wouldn't have scored, to be honest. Second half was a bit kind of a bit flat. I thought the atmosphere was flat for a European game as well. But it is what it is. I, I said to Jamie afterwards, it, it starts in two weeks' time for us um, when we go away to Slavia Prague we play. Um, so, yeah, to me, that that's when the group really starts for us. Leon, to me, is, uh, is bonus points and... Unfortunately, we couldn't take our chance. I was just disappointed we didn't show a bit more in terms of having a, 
I'm more of a go at Leon, especially the second half, because I thought the first half Rangers were in the game. I thought it was quite 50 50, but it kind of petered out the second half. But yeah, I've got no complaints. Leon were the better team over the 90 minutes and deserved to win. Yeah, as I say, I, I didn't even, I've seen reports of people talking about the atmosphere. I was watching it in a pub that I had no idea was going to turn into a Harry Potter quiz at 8pm. So I was competing, <laughs> <laughs> I was competing with a Harry Potter um, quiz as well as trying to watch the game on uh, a telly that was some distance away from where my table was. But I mean, my opinion in the first half Rangers were, I think, I, I consider Rangers to be unlucky in the first half. I think some of the play in the first half, Rangers were really good. Um, the finishing edge wasn't quite there. Into the second half, I just thought Rangers looked desperate to score and it looked like the desperation almost got the better of us. Um, Leon were a very well organised team. They stopped Rangers playing football in any way that they could. And yeah, you, you come up against quality like that and it kind of. You kind of get what you deserve, I suppose, because we probably should have scored. Um, the keeper has made a great save, but I, I did feel that Rangers probably deserved a goal. If we'd have got a goal um, early in the, the second half, then who knows what would have happened. But I can only take people's word on um, the the atmosphere. I, I've not had a chance to watch the game back in full with full commentary and whatever else, so I can only take people's word on that. Um, Ryan, what's your thoughts on the game, mate? Obviously, you weren't on the, the reaction pod. What's your, your overall feelings on the game? Pretty much share, share the thoughts of Ali. I think I think Rangers started well for a change. I don't think we've been starting games well this season, but I thought we started well. Thought with a bit of intensity to, to our game. Um, I think the ball that was working for us in the first half was Golden with a big switch over to Ken. I thought that worked quite a few times to him and Barisic. Um, there wasn't much in it. The goal was absolute quality. <laughs> Everybody. It seems to be everybody round about me doesn't like Ryan Kent, so he got absolutely torn to shreds for the, giving the ball away. But <laughs> I, I was back him and I said, somebody should give him the shout that there's somebody coming in for the ball. Seeing it back on the telly, he, sh- he should be aware of that boy nipping in to get the ball. He should be quicker to react to the pass. It's poor, fair point of view. It's a poor goal to lose, but what a finish for the boy. Um, in the second half, I just didn't think I I agree with Ali, I don't think we're ever going to score a goal because I played till midnight and no scored. Um, in terms of the atmosphere, that I, I think you always, I, I go in early with my dad because the players warm up right in front of us. So we quite like to get in a bit early. And you could tell when the players like run into the tunnel after warm up, there was barely a kind of roar for them. And I thought, that's a weird atmosphere. And I wonder if the Rangers fans are a wee bit kind of underwhelmed by the Europa League now and it's just like because we've not qualified for the Champions League there's this kind of like we didn't get with the target we didn't get the objective we wanted so here we go again Europa League where are we going to go so that kind of be the attitude if we beat or if we get a result at Slavia we need to raise the roof when Bromby come to Ibrox we need to get behind the team and we need to make it an intimidating atmosphere and I don't think it was an intimidating atmosphere for Leon and Thursday so I don't yeah. think we played our part and also there was a lot of empty seats in the Brimland Rear. And that could be a reflection on the club's prices for the tickets because it's very rare you get you don't get a full house at Ibrox these days. So Yeah. I think there's probably a number of things that's kind of added up to it, I suppose. I, I, maybe the, the Ibrox crowd didn't think we would actually get a result. Like It wasn't going to happen for us. And 
it can kind of cause that kind of flat atmosphere. But I mean, I'm slightly surprised at it. Um, but maybe it's because of the kind of the way we've been playing of recent, with not really hit kind of any sort of top form, and maybe people feel the worst. I don't know. But yeah, you've nights like that. Ibrooks has to be absolutely, absolutely rocking. Jamie, um, any further thoughts on the game, mates, and stuff tonight? Um, if we, I guess, if we'd uploaded the full video. Uh, would have you would have heard the, the full reaction, but uh, no, I, th- I think on the night we were just um, outclassed by by a better side. Um, I think I think even just looking at stats, because I'd, I'd mentioned that as it did it, it did feel quite even. I don't think there was many clear cut chances, and in fact, um, arguably we we had the best of them and. Kent's shot from the edge of the box as well as Lindstrom's chance. Um, so I thought it was fairly even. Uh, Leon obviously took their first goal especially very, very well. And then the second was really uh, disappointing from a defensive point of view. Uh, I thought we'd, we'd a few opportunities to, to clear it and, and make sure. But um, I, I guess just going back to the, the, the pod that Ali and I done from the car, we were looking at Leon as being, you know, bonus points almost. Anything we were to get from those two games, home and away, is going to be a bonus. And I agree. I think uh, looking forward to a couple of couple of weeks' time when we've got Prague, and um, hopefully we can take maximum points from from those games. Yeah, I see. That's what I think we've got to all hope for. I mean, the fact that they they drew as well that Bromby and Prague they drew one each. Oh, was it nothing each? One each? No, no. No, no. So it was, yeah, it was no, no. So again, that still leaves us well in this group. Even after one game, you're never going to be out of the group. So I think it's important to it's important to keep kind of keep um, perspective on it. It's important to it's only the first game. We were ultimately beaten by the, the better team. Um, I, I think that goes without saying. And the first goal is it's a peach. It's an absolute cracker. I, I, again, I will argue that he shouldn't have been allowed to turn inside. But again, once he got there, the finish is unbelievable. I mean, McGregor is getting nowhere near that, no matter how much we think Alan McGregor is amazing, which he is. But he was getting no absolutely nowhere near it. So, on to uh, Gerard yesterday's press conference, so Friday's press conference, Gerard had the following to say about the Leon game. Um, we always strive for belief in killer instinct, especially at a club like Rangers. But you've also got to take into consideration the level of player in that team. Uh, and the team that you are up against. Leon aren't going to let us play a game. We are playing against top teams and players. For us to get to the next stage, we need to be better in the final third. That's really um, that's reality from uh, our outlook last night. We've got more than enough in our armoury to score goals and get success. He, and he was obviously talking about um, Boz, uh, is someone that I have huge respect for. We've played against two of his teams and I felt like side against Leverkusen. Uh, there was a bit of golfing class. I felt last night we took huge strides. I think at times we looked a good team. I did feel we were competitive. I do see Leon on a similar level with Leverkusen, two Champions League teams who have progressed to the last stages of the campaign in the last few years. So he then kind of moved on to, he was asked a, a question about um, John Lundstrom. Um, now, John Lundstrom's been kind of made a bit of a scapegoat by a, a few a few fans, a few things on Twitter. I think it was quite an easy target, obviously, because I, I think a lot of people are less than impressed with Lundstrom just now. Um, 
Gerard said, I thought John had a very strong game last night uh, and was our strongest, and it was our, his strongest performance for us in the night, over the 90 minutes, especially when he moved into the middle of the midfield. So, Ali, you were, well, Island Rangers were both at the game. Um, you obviously see more of the off, off the ball stuff. What is your thoughts on Lundstrom and do you think he has been used as a bit of a scapegoat, Ali? <clears throat> well, for years, we all love a whipping boy at Ibrooks. I remember Alan Hutton for years got it before he turned in that perform that season when he was outstanding. But he's the whipping boy. You go on Twitter, it's he's either utter garbage on Twitter to folks saying I oh, played really well the other night. There's there's really no in between with it. But my, my thoughts on Lundstrom is I, I'm not having a go at Lundstrom. Is I just don't think you can play Kamara, Davis, and Lundstrom. Davis and Lundstrom to me are playing the same job. It's neat and tidy. See when Davis came off in the, the second half and Lundstrom sat where Steve Davis was, he looked he looked decent. He looked decent. I, I would he was decent last night, Lundstrom. I wouldn't say anything more than that. I was kind of sold on him. I've told I've told you this before. He's a he's a box-to-box player, which I've not seen. I think he's been told to play a different role at Rangers. I think he's alluded to that in interviews in terms of he's kind of playing that Steve Davis role. But I think it proved in the first half that you, they don't work together on the same team. It, it's just, it makes the midfield kind of non-existent to a point. The only one in there really is Kamara with a wee bit of drive. And as soon as, you, as soon as like I said, as soon as Davis came off and you put Lundstrom into that hole where Davis played, it was much better. So to me, you need to play one of them, not the two of them. And I, I think it was proved in the first half. It, it just doesn't work. And we've seen it before. And I'm not having a go at Lundstrom, and I said it to Jamie in the, in the, the post-match, which you haven't seen, obviously, but <laughs> I just don't think he fits our team the way we play football. And I hope he proves me wrong, but I just don't see it. I don't see it at all. And that's not me having a go at the guy at all. I think he's a good football player. I just don't think he fits this Rangers team. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair argument, I suppose. We've not really seen, and again, I don't, I'm not criticising him either, but we haven't seen the boy at his full potential yet. Um, obviously, he's trying to adjust to the way that we play football, but there's only a certain amount of time that you're going to get. You're not going to get forever to do it. You have to you have to adjust quickly. Um, you're a professional footballer at the end of the day, and he's probably on a fairly tidy wage. So, yeah, I can see why people are getting frustrated. I think him becoming a bit of the whipping boys are a bit wrong um, from what I've seen as I say on the TV he looked decent in spells he really did and I think he, he looked much more composed when he was in the, the middle of the park when, when Davis went off Ryan what's your, your thoughts on Lundstrom? I was excited when he signed I was I was quite I thought same, same mate I, think, I was excited I think he's a, a big physical player he's a big lad I sit at pitch level maybe four, four rows up from the front I think he looks intimidated I think he looks overwhelmed and I don't like using this the, the badge is too big for him or the shirt's too big for him I don't like using that phrase but he does look a bit overwhelmed by playing with Rangers at the moment and sometimes it takes settling in you don't get that <laughs> I mean it's, it takes if you have a couple of stinkers which he has to be fair you're going to, you're going to be the whipping boy um, when he had that shot on Thursday night I turned to the guy next to me and I said he could really have done with that if he'd scored that he could really have done with it if he's confidence and how important a goal it could have been. I can I disagree with Ali in terms of I thought Lundstrom did have a good game, especially as you say when he went into 
replace Davis. I thought he looked so much more comfortable. But even before that, he did give the ball away a few times. They all did. Our, our composure on the ball was pretty poor at times. But I thought he had a good game. And I'm I'm not, I'm not ready to just write him off at a stage of season. He is only, what, a half a dozen games in his Rangers career. It is, I think he looks as if he's trying to f- find where he fits in in the team. And as Ali said, it doesn't look as if he does fit in the team at the moment, but the way we're picking up injuries and how COVID's going, he's going to get game time, he's going to get he's going to get plenty of time, I think, so to to find his position. But we'll see. It's in the it's in the balance for him, I think. Yeah, well we've obviously still to see Bakuna as well. And if he comes in and hits the ground running, he could struggle to even get back into the team, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be... It's, I just don't know how much time he is actually going to get. As I say, I think in spells on Thursday night, he was good. Um, I will come on to it later, but I do expect him to play again on, on Sunday, to be honest. <clears throat> um, but I suppose we'll, 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 have, we'll have to give him time, but I just don't know how much more time he's going to get with with the the Ibrooks faithful, I think they might start to get on his back just every time there is that wee slack pass and it's it must be difficult as a player to, to play like that. But again, you've made a good point, Ryan. It could be the way of the jersey, to be honest. Um it brings me on to Steve Davis. Um Ryan, I'll come back to you. That's arguably one of the worst games Steve Davis has ever played for us. He was <laughs> I don't know what happened to Steve Davis on Thursday night, but he was poor. Yeah, he gave the ball away a lot, didn't he? Um yeah. me I find it hard to criticise him even in a conversation between us because of how well he's been playing, how much he's been playing, the engine he showed. I did feel as if it was creeping in a wee bit. I think it was the Celtic game in the first half, maybe the first 20 minutes he gave the ball away and had a few overplayed switches over towards the main stand. But then he went on and had a great game, but nah, Thursday it just wasn't his game and I think it's very much a case of forget about it, move on and wrap him in cotton wool. I wouldn't who could be playing instead of him? Lunch could be playing lunch from tomorrow, and I would like to see him get rested because he's played a lot of football for ages, and I would hate him to pick up a knock or, or fall out of form. But quick, you can't criticise him; it's too hard. He's such a great player for us. Yeah, it's. I, I don't want to be too critical of uh, Steve Davis either, Ali, but uh, it was just one of them games for him. And I suppose a legend like that, he's got more than enough credit in the bank. <laughs> he's he's allowed one off game to be honest. Yeah. I mean, we we say it all the time in the pod. He's a he's a seven out of ten every week. Steve Davis, apart from when he played Leon during the week there. But I mean, we've said it for what two years now. In terms of you need to rest Steve Davis, you need to bring him out, and you never do. And some games he looks the fittest in the park at times when it's getting to the end of the game. But he's played a lot of football, Steve Davis. He was away with Northern Ireland there. He played, I think, all their games. So mm-hmm. he did. we probably do need to start bringing him out now and again. And, and players like Lundstrom, like, I mean, you say, I mean, he's he'll be on a big wage, like you say. So he'll need to come in and, and play the Steve Davis role or hopefully when Ryan Jack's back as well. So, yeah, we'll need to pull him out now and again. <clears throat> I do expect him to play on Sunday, though. I... Um, Flag day, everything about it. He'll want to play that game. I think he will play Steve Davis. I just think it was one of the games, to be honest, for Steve Davis. And like you say, he's got enough credit in the bank. We'll, we'll, we'll let him off for one bad day of work. 
I think it could be the combination of, the, as we're talking, with the Lundstrom and Davis being in the same team, where Davis is trying to adjust to Lundstrom being there and Lundstrom's trying to adjust to Davis being there and they're kind of both kind of clashing with each other slightly. Um, obviously, if it's Aribo and Kamara in that midfield, it's, that's much more settled for, for Davis and maybe Lundstrom's trying to do what Aribo does, but he can't do what Aribo does because he's not that type of player, etc., etc. So, I say, it's all kind of tinkering with it and we're obviously trying to use the depth of squad. I can completely understand why Gerard chose to go with Lundstrom and Davis in the midfield. It, it, it kind of makes sense, um, but it, it didn't work on this occasion. Um, whether we'll see, well, I do fully expect to see them in the same team again because we'll we'll keep going until we make it work. But yeah, a disappointing start to the, the Europa League um, Europa League campaign for us, the group stages. But at the end of the day, you've got to put all your hands up and say we're beaten by the better team. We had to. Too many players had off nights and uh, we'll go again in a couple of weeks. So we'll move on to um, Flag Day preview. So the press conference uh, was yesterday, as I say, it was Stephen Gerrard and Scott Wright. Gerrard said the Motherwell game will be here quickly. The games are thick and fast. I think there's three games in six days. There's no time to dwell. We need to move on fast. The fans deserve that moment of Flag Day. It's a moment for them all together. We respect this, of course, but for me, it's all about three points at the weekend. So we also now know that Kent will be out for probably three to four weeks. Morelos is a doubt for Sunday due to a, a kind of hamstring issue. Holander has had an op and he'll be sidelined for the foreseeable. It, obviously, the club released it could be December. I've got a feeling it will be quite a while after December. And Hadji's still out due to COVID and we've not really had an update on him. Um, Scott Wright spoke to the press and said, it's a big moment for me to join Rangers. I am loving every minute and learning as much as I can from all the coaches. My performances are something that I want to improve and at a club like this, we are always striving to hit that next level and that goes for me. It was a big moment for me to join Rangers. I am loving every minute and learning as much as I can from all the coaches. My performances are something that I always want to improve. And at a club like this, we are always striving to hit that next level. That also goes for me. Uh, quickly before I come to you guys, Jamie's having issues uh, with signals and stuff. So Jamie will not be returning to the pod. I didn't just ignore <laughs> them there with the last couple of questions. Uh, he's just sent me there saying that he's having issues getting in. So Jamie won't be returning. Um, so Ali, I'll come to you. You've seen the press conference, mate. Um, What's your what's your feelings of it? And if Kent's going to be out for that amount of time, this could be Scott Wright's moment in the sun. I think Scott Wright's more than capable of stepping into Ryan Kent's shoes. Uh, every time he comes on, Scott Wright, I think he looks bright. Um, I on on the press, I watched it. I didn't see the Scott Wright one. I'll be honest. I, I watched the Gerard one, but um, yeah. A couple of injuries as well, so that's that's the reason we've got a big squad. So these players will need to step up and come in. It's a, a pity we've not got big Etten because he could have came in and done his job in Motherwell as he always does. But yeah, players will need to come in. We've got more than enough to beat Motherwell on Sunday. Motherwell are going quite well at the moment. I think they've won the last three games. Motherwell, they're, they're doing well, but we've got more than enough to beat them. And yeah, it's we're going to pick up these injuries and we're going to get a lot of COVID things coming along. So. It is what it is. It's disappointing. Ryan Kent, he did say in Ryan Kent that he was asked the question, did he get injured because he's been kind of running on 50%? And Gerard said, no, he's not. I don't want to disagree with the manager because he sees him every week, but I think he has been running on 50%, Ryan Kent. And we all we were all told he wasn't supposed to play the old firm. He was supposed to come back after international duty. And you could see in that game, to me, he was running 50%. And 
I think that's maybe how he possibly get injured because I don't think he was fully fit. I know the, the manager says he was, but I don't know. I'd maybe slightly disagree in that. But again, he sees him more than I do. So it's, um, yeah. But no, I, I think I think um, we've got a big enough squad to, to handle Motherwell at the weekend. You, um, you, as always, made your story next. The question I was going to come to Ryan with, um, with, with Ryan Kent. Now we were all we were led to believe he was leading. He was kind of nursing a hamstring injury, if you like. And from what Gerard said in the press conference, it doesn't really seem like that. And if that's the case, then Kent's not hit any sort of form. But I think he's been getting a wee bit of like leeway for the fact that we all think he was kind of carrying a knock. But if he's not, then he needs to buck up his ideas. Totally, I think my understanding was there was a lot of noise coming for Leeds um, at the beginning of the season. And as I said in a previous pod, if they hadn't got that Daniel James, I think Kent was the next go-to. And I think Rangers were very, and Kent were very aware of that was that was the case. So whether he was sitting, his head's been turned and it, and it will be turned, all players, will, their heads will get turned if there's any talk of transfers. Um, whether that's been in his head or not, I don't know, but he's definitely struggled for form this season. He's been well off it. When he's on the ball, he looks as if he doesn't believe that he can beat someone. You know, and for a winger, it's almost no use, like, and especially at Ibrooks. Um, his work rate, I'll never criticise Ken's work rate because it feels as if he always tracks back. You know, if he loses the ball, he'll try and win it back. Um, I would, most people, again, round about me, kind of shouting, oh, he needs to be dropped and he needs to be, he needs to spell out. He's just had a rest at international period and he's came back and played poorly again. I'd rather see him, I know he's injured now, but I would rather see him play himself out of this form, get a goal, get a good performance under your belt and see if he can kick on from that. But he's injured now. If Scott Wright comes in and plays well, he might find it tricky to get back in the squad because I agree with Ali. Like, every time Scott Wright comes on, he looks as if he can... He, he offers something different. He looks fresh. He looks busy. Kent doesn't at the moment. So maybe this injury, unfortunately, has come at a good time for him. Yeah, as I say, I don't want to be too... Kent's been through this kind of sticky bit of form before with us and he's, he has came back and obviously we were like, the, the, he becomes your, your go-to man and I think he still will always remain like that because he does have the ability to completely change a match um, and plus every time we play Celtic, they are absolutely terrified of him. So... Yeah, as you say, but just it was interesting when Gerard said it. In my head, I was going, "Oh, hang on!" Like he's well, he's not been playing very well. Do you know what I mean? And if you've got Scott Wright there, who every time I've seen Scott Wright, he's never really disappointed. He's very direct. He just wants to get the ball when he wants to go, and he's got a point to prove. So that can kind of go in his favour, especially when we're struggling in games. Scott Wright would be the kind of ideal player sometimes to to try and get Rangers going a bit. But I just thought it was an interesting an interesting comment um, from Gerard regarding that. But obviously, we, I don't want to see any player injured at all. I hope Kent gets back as quickly as he can because we we're certainly going to need him. Um, so we'll move on. Um, on the flag day, it's, it's actual self. So this is a momentous day for the club for us as, as fans um, obviously it's, it's unique because it's coming a good bit into the season considering it's usually at the start but it's obviously down to Covid um, but Ali what does what does this mean um, what does this mean for you to kind of finally see that the, the league the league championship flag is now back at Ibrooks oh, it's, it's, it's brilliant I was speaking to Scotia last night about it and um, it's it's uh, Personally, I would have had the flag day in the Livingston game. 
I, I know the reason behind it in terms of we want a full capacity, but I think I think we're still living in fifty-five a wee bit, if you know what I mean. In terms of mm-hmm. we're in a new we're in a new season now. To me, it's it's done. You need to move on, and after Sunday, I, I think that's when we move on. It's done. But yeah, it's massive. I mean, to see that championship flag, last one we seen was, well, if you take the banner years out of it, um, <laughs> what, t- ten, 10 years ago. So, yeah, it'll be good to, to unfurl the flag. Obviously, I don't know what flag it'll be because Cinch won't be on it. So, interesting to see what flag they've got for it and who unfurls it. Will it be Douglas Park? Will he unfurl it for us? I don't know. It'd be good if Dave King was there. I don't know if Dave King will be there in any capacity, but it would be nice to see him there. But, no, it's a huge day. I've taken the Monday off of work as well, so <laughs> that's how big it is to me. I'm I'm really looking forward to it, but it's an unusual one in terms of it's five games worth six, five six games into the season to unfurl a flag. I just I, I, I listen to the, the Heart and Hand boys do their pod, and and Martin Ramsey made a good point, which I was basically going on about in terms of we're kind of living in fifty five, and we're still living in it, and. We need to draw a line under it and then we move on. And I think Sunday is that day. Yeah, I can't. I can't really disagree with that, mate. Especially with the the form. I know we've all, we've the forms. We're still winning games. Okay, we've, we've lost one game. The, the blip with Dundee United, yes, but we are still top of the league just now. So I mean, I can get where you're coming from with that. I get. I don't know if Dave King will be there um, due to the whole COVID isolation, whatever else you need to do every time you move a country or whatever. I, I would like to see him there. Don't know if they put him on the, one of them wee robot things with like the, an iPad on top of it and like pull him out where we are and get him to do it just with his face on a screen. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, we'll see. I think it probably will be Douglas Parkwell, to be honest. Um, Ryan, what's your thoughts on um, Flag Day? It is, a, it is a momentous day. It's just strange that it's a wee bit into the season. Listen, when you said that's the flag, the league flag back at Ibrox, it, the hair's in the back of my neck stood up, that's what it means to his own. I totally agree with Ali what he's saying. We are living off 55, there's no doubt about it. And I think you can tell Gerard feels that way as well. When they asked him about Flag Day, he's, I think his comments were that like, it's a, a day that the fans have been waiting for for years. I think he'll be drawing that home to the players. Like, this isn't, this, we've had our day with a trophy. This is for the fans only. Go out there and get three points and get a performance under your belt. Um, my understanding of the, the date of this, I know it's not, it does feel weird because it's five games into the season or whatever it is. But I think that was not only due to COVID, but I think along with King, there's another one or two board members that suited them with holidays, etc. as well. So I think King will be there tomorrow because he was there during lockdown, I don't know how he got here, but there was a picture of him outside the Toby jug. Did you see it? Yeah, that's right, mate. Yeah, that three, about four weeks ago or something, beginning of the season, I think. So I would imagine King will be there. He's waited for us as long as we have. He's a big, a big chess piece for us, and, and he's a man that predicted the, the, the pack of cards um, happening. So I think he'll be there. I think he'll be the man that unfurls the flag and good luck to him because he's. He's the one that swooped in and, and helped us. Um, but no, there'll be a tear in my eye tomorrow. There's no doubt about it. When that flag gets unfurled and we should all enjoy it, forget about us, how our form's been. We are top of the league, as you say. Everybody should enjoy tomorrow because 55 will live long in the memory because we hadn't won a title for so long. That's why it's so important to us. 
A hundred percent, mate. I'll be the same. Um, I, I, me, and my dad are very similar. My, my dad, you see, when we do the the, the, the remembrance day, um, we do a, a minute silence at start. My dad cries at that just because he, he, my dad gets emotional pretty much everything. And I think I've definitely took it from from him. Like, there's no doubt about it. I will be quite emotional about it as well. Really looking forward to it, as I say. And it is strange because it's not the, the right at the start of the season, but. Um, I'm still looking forward to seeing it happen, and I do. Dave King, um, hopefully, I would like to, if he can be there. I'm sure he will be. He deserves to to do it. Him and Douglas Park probably deserve to do it together because they have saved our football club. But there's no, there's no really two ways about it. Um, also, um, I obviously wasn't at the game on Thursday, so um, I kindly gave my season ticket to um, to somebody else to, to use. So if the Skirmline Beams Bay Supporters Club bus convener is listening, um, please make sure that bus leaves prompt so my dad can get up here with my ticket so I can get in to see Flag Day happening. Because if it doesn't happen, I'm going to set your bus on fire. So um, <laughs> I do. I mean, obviously, it's it's going to be momentous. Um, it really, really is. I'm unfortunately having to go away again on Monday, so it'll probably be the car for me. But it won't make it any less special. I don't need uh, I don't need a couple of pints. I'm to enjoy this one. That's for sure. So we'll move on to Motherwell itself. Now they're they're actually going quite well in the league just now, Motherwell. Um, they're doing all right. Uh, they are sitting fifth, record of three wins, one draw, one loss, and they're coming into this game after a two 0 win over Aberdeen, who are up and down like a yo yo. Um, it was at home. It was at far for Park that they won two 0 Um, so Ali, your thoughts on the, the game against Motherwell? What are you expecting from them? It could be quite a stuffy game, and they'll certainly want to come and ruin the party. <clears throat> oh, they'll be desperate to to ruin the party. Obviously unbeaten at Ibrooks in terms of domestic football. I think that's 20 games now in the league. If you go way, way back to, I think it was Hamilton was the last team that beat us for COVID, but um, no, they'll be desperate to ruin the party. They're going well, Motherwell. They've got a guy up front for them, Van de, I can't even pronounce his name. I think he's Dutch or something, but he's um, he looks a good player. He's scored a few goals for them already. Um, I think there'll be folk looking at him, to be honest, but no, they look decent, Motherwell. Playing football, will they come and play football against us? I doubt it. I mean, we've seen Motherwell. We've seen that that game last season where we all said was the the making of Rangers. I thought last season it was probably the biggest game for me last season when we beat them three one at Ibrooks. I think they'll come and do a similar to St Johnston last weekend. I just think they'll sit in, try and frustrate us and try and nick a goal. You can't give these teams a goal of a start. We've seen that last season when we gave Motherwell a goal of a start. They put every single man behind that ball and it was hard work to get that win. So Rangers need to come out, play their own game and go right at Motherwell, right for the whistle. None of this slow start we've been doing in the last few weeks. We need to go at them right away for the start of the whistle. And um, yeah, I, I expect Rangers to win on Sunday, but they are playing well um Motherwell at the moment. So it'll be tricky, but... Now we've got enough to beat Motherwell. Yeah, Ryan, I think it's important what Ali said there not to let Motherwell get a goal because we don't have Cedric Hatton here anymore, so he, we don't have him to save us. <laughs> Indeed, I don't I think he played last night as well, so um, there's no score, chance. I think. Did he Did score? Did he score? Yes, I think so. Good, good. He plays against Bayern Munich next week, so I'll keep an eye on, keep an eye on that. So there's no chance of me calling him for tomorrow. That's what I was thinking. So, um, <laughs> Motherwell are a really physical team. I think we struggle against physical teams. I think we're not, to touch on what Ali said earlier on about, I know Denier had a dive, but 
I'm not assholes enough. We don't do like getting stuck right in. I don't think we're physical enough at times. So I think I wouldn't like to see the game if Muddle scored first. Put it that way. I think Rangers need to score first and just kick on. Um, they will play nine men in a pocket at the edge of the box. We all know they'll do that. They'll force us out into the wings. And it'll be cross after cross, I'd imagine. But I think we've got enough to beat them. There's, there's no doubt about that, despite all the injuries we've got and, and players we've got out at the moment. Um, I do think we'll beat them, but that's Sean Goss plays him as well that used to play with us. That's right, mate. That's right. But I don't know if he's a starter with them or not. I know he's definitely definite signed with them. Um, so we've got a few decent players, but we, we just need to step. I think we need to be a bit more physical against teams like this and get get wired in and and, and fight these games out. Um, but I, we should have enough to beat them. I don't. I don't doubt that. When you say names like Sean Gosh, you know, just get like a shiver up your back when you hear names. Like, it's like from your ghosts of the past. You're like, oh god, <laughs> just gives you like absolute shivers. It really does. Um, but yeah, I, I I can't agree more. But I think it's. Very important that Rangers just forget about Thursday night and get absolutely stuck in and get the three points um, come hell or high water for for Sunday. We all know what Motherwell will do. As I say, a point for Motherwell Ibrooks is a result for them, so they'll be quite happy with a draw, whereas we are. It's really important that we we get the win, keep our place at the top of the league, no matter what happens in the rest of the games this weekend. So uh, we'll move on to starting 11s. Uh, Jamie's actually just sent me his. Um, Jamie's went for McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Balogun, Barisic, Kamara, Lundstrom, Arfield, Aribo, Roof and Wright. Um, that's... Uh, that's not my team. I wouldn't have picked that. <laughs> uh, and he's going for two now to to Rangers. He's not left his, his scorers. Um, Ali. Um, in fact, Ryan, I'll come to you. What's your starting eleven for um, tomorrow? Your score prediction, mate. I'm going to go McGregor. Despite I've heard, I don't know if you guys have heard as well. I've heard a few rumours that he's struggling with arthritis. So that's what it might be. It may not be true, but I did see him stretching quite a lot during the game on Thursday. So I don't know if he has got a wee problem at the moment, but I'll go McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Balogun, Bassey, Davis, despite me saying he might get um, left out, Davis, Lundstrom, Kamara in the same front three, right, Roof and Sakala. Did he He said Sakala, didn't he? Uh, I think so. Did he say that? No, he didn't. He said Aribo, Roof and Wright. I'm going to go Sakala. I think Sakala will start tomorrow in place of Alfie. You're dropping Aribo, Ryan? I'm dropping Joe. I don't think he's a good game on Thursday. I'm a fan of him. I like when Davis and Kamara sit and Joe's... I think his defensive side of his game has been decent. But I think his decision-making in the final third hasn't been great lately and I don't think he's a good game on Thursday. I think he would drop. Oofed. It's your score prediction, mate. I'm going 2-1. We are scoring first. I'm going 2-1, Rangers. <laughs> the honesty is too, too much in this pod. <laughs> uh, it could be a lot of games this season, the way we're, we're currently playing anyway. Ali, what's your starting 11, mate, in your score prediction? Shagger and goal. Tav, Goldson, Balgan. Barisic, I think. Big Shirley could. I see where Ryan's coming from. Big Shirley could play, to be honest, but... Stick with Barris, which I need to kind of play through this. Davis, for me, is a starter. Kamara, 
I think Arfield will come back into that midfield and it will be a front three of Scott Wright, Kamar Roof and Joe Aribo. Yeah, um, I'm quite close to that, mate, to be honest. What's your score prediction, sorry, Ali? It is 3-0, Scott Wright, first goal. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, I'll go McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Balogun, Barisic, Davis, Kamara, Lundstrom, uh, and then it'll be a Rebo, Wright and Roof will be the front three. I don't think he'll drop a Rebo, but I do think he'll give Lundstrom another chance. Uh, or not another chance, I feel like he's kind of on his last legs. I don't mean it like that. I just mean that I think he'll, he'll stick with Lundstrom. I can see the potential for Davis too to be rested for this game, but I think he would rather probably do that midweek than do it um, do you on think, Sunday. So, sorry, Kai. Do you think we'll get to see Bakuna soon? Because he's, be, he's been with us now a month, I would say, and we've not even had a snippet of him. Do you, do you think Motherwell's probably, depending on how the game goes, isn't it a great game for maybe him to start? But do you think we'll see him soon? Well, I think I think if it does start with the midfield three that I've said, uh, Davis, Kamara and Lundstrom. If we are up, there's potential to take kind of Lundstrom or Davis off and then put Bakuna on, and he's kind of got the Davis or Lundstrom just behind him. And because I'm, I'm I, from what I know of him, he's a wee bit more of an attacking, yeah. attacking kind of player. So it might be that kind of game for him. Maybe, maybe Gerald will throw a curveball and start him. I mean, look, I've predi- I don't know how many teams I've predicted, and I'm very, very, re- I think I've got one right in about I don't know how many podcasts we've done about. 200 or something, 100, I don't even know how many. Um, so I very, very rarely get it right. So it could be could be anything. There's also, I mean, it could play Davis, Kamara and Aribo in the midfield and play right Sakala and Roof. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think Sakala's, Sakala's got to be close to be kind of knocking on the door, especially with Morelos. I feel, I, I feel as if Sakala's, he's, he looks as if he's, the natural, not replacement, but that's where he plays his centre forward. He does look fast, he looks raw, his touches off, but he needs he needs a, he needs starts, he needs like he needs game time, he needs to be playing with his team. So I would start him tomorrow. I like I like Roof floating about the box. I think he creates so much and the way he drops and turns. I, I don't I, I don't like him too far too far forward. There's a predator in the box, obviously, but. I think he's good at dropping and, and linking up play, so that's that's how I would play it. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. As I say, I'll, I'll go 2-0 Rangers uh, and I'll put Roof and Wright to score. Um, I think both of them will start. I think Scott Wright, as I say, is going to have his tail right up um, and be buzzing for the for getting a start. Well, I'm presuming he's going to start. I could be wrong again. <laughs> but uh, you, would think, you would think if Ryan Kent's going to be out, Scott Wright's almost a shoe in to, to start. Uh, but that'll do us, gentlemen. Um, uh, as I say, well, it's been a wee bit longer, this one, just based on what happened over the week. As I say, I do apologise to everybody again for it. It was unforeseen circumstances, really. And uh, just thank you for your patience and sticking with us. It'll, Maybe next week's probably another week. Maybe we'll be a bit up and down. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do a podcast from down there until I get down there. So I, I, I'm going to need to wait and see. But um, as always, Ali, thank you very much, mate. No problem. I'll be um, having a, a very quiet day today and gear myself up for tomorrow. Yeah. Ryan, thank you very much, mate. Thanks very much, guys. Enjoyed it. And I hope everybody that watches and listens enjoys Flag Day tomorrow because we should enjoy it. We deserve it. 
Absolutely. And thank you to Jamie, obviously, for coming on. But he's yeah, he's had a bit of signal problems and he's not been able to come back on. But thanks to him as well. So, yeah, that'll do. Shameless plug from me. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, like the videos. Give us a wee five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Like and share anywhere that you can. It really does help support us and gets us out to as many bears as possible. We are trying to close in on a 1,000 subscribers on YouTube and things will significantly change if we do manage to get to... I don't mean change, I mean improve. The Things will get... A, better and better hopefully so if we get to a thousand if you could help us do that then please give us a resubscribe that would be much appreciated uh, we will be back tomorrow with a club reaction pod probably from the car after the match it will be at least me and one of the boys will we'll sort that out tomorrow probably uh, but enjoy flag day everyone we deserve it the club deserves it um, the league flag is finally back home where it belongs so thank you to everybody for listening um, enjoy the rest of your Saturday enjoy the game and um, we'll speak to you again tomorrow we are club at 22 the champions podcast cheers everybody <laughs>